Welcome to another episode of The Cadence Beat. I am here with my now good friends because we're on episode 17. So I'm going to call you my good friends, Hannah Rittner and Ben Rittner, working together on The Cadence Project. This is the most fun I've had with WordPress for a very long time. So I am very excited to be here. And today we're going to talk about one of these foundational things in WordPress and for people beyond WordPress since the pandemic, remote work. We're all home or at least not sitting in an office together. And that presents a lot of opportunities, but it also presents a lot of challenges. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of our experiences with remote work and maybe how we deal with some of the challenges and also some stories of some of the fun things, like where's the craziest place that you've ever worked? Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. And I do feel like we're close friends, Kathy, even though we've never actually met in person, which is devastating. And it's because we all work remote from different states. It is kind of weird. I do feel like we're close friends. It's fun. I think it's really cool that we share a common goal of really helping people do more with Cadence and also having fun with our work because life is too short to not have fun at work, in my opinion. So we have a good time. I absolutely agree. Ben, how are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I think we should probably start with what's what's the most interesting place you have worked. And that just got me thinking, like, I've worked a couple different places right outside of, outside of Clarence in South Africa. I was at a farm there. That was probably the most off the wall. But I mean, I've worked in different places in Brazil, worked in Dubai. Dubai's wild. It's a really crazy city. But yeah, I think Africa, because the internet was so bad. <laughs> it's just very slow going. Wow. That's very cool. That's It's so cool to be able to travel and be able to still get things done and help people. Hannah, you travel a lot and work too, don't you? I do. Yeah, I should at some point count up how many countries I've worked in. It's definitely over 20 but maybe close to 30. I can't remember if I've shared this on this podcast before, but when Ben first hired me, I knew nothing about WordPress. I was just looking for an excuse to be able to work remote and travel. And so I moved out to Montana and he taught me a lot of stuff. And then I think a week into the job, I bought a one-way ticket to Europe. And on that trip, I traveled to 17 different countries. I was there for four and a half months and worked just as I went. And yeah, I worked in so many places. I mean, train stations, so many airports, Actually, Megabus has Wi-Fi on their bus, so I would work from the bus, taking the bus across Germany to Czech Republic or whatever. You just make it work. I have also worked in Africa, and I can attest to the Wi-Fi being very horrible. <laughs> that was one of the more frustrating work experiences because I would like get an answer right now, and then I'd go to reply and walking around the compound trying to find Wi-Fi anywhere. And it's been it's been a lot of fun for sure. Wow, exciting! I don't have any like crazy working someplace fun. Although just this week, Hannah, we had a meeting earlier this week and I was in a horse <laughs> barn and you were, was it a mechanic's office? A mechanic shop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm swatting flies off of my face and you've got like mechanic stuff happening behind you, but we still were able to focus on what needed to get done and still totally. were able to focus on what customers yeah. needed and, and put together some things in place to, to make things better for Cadence users. I thought that was just really cool that we were both able to like focus with all this craziness going on around us. Totally. And that's fitting that happened this week as we're having this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just this week. Yeah. Remote work. It's obviously 
a benefit. With the pandemic that happened and everybody having to go remote, I think a lot of WordPressers were in a position of being able to be like, okay, well, not much is changing for me because a lot of people in WordPress do actually work remotely. But a lot of other people had to come into that space. And some of the challenges of being in a remote position started to come to the forefront. The world might have contributed to that a lot too. Isolation, the mental health considerations of just being away from people started to really come to the fore. Do you guys ever feel like you're super isolated when when you're remote working? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a huge people person. I have to get out. I usually get out probably four times a week and go to a coffee shop. And just being around people is so helpful for me. But yeah, it definitely gets isolating and boring and just hard sometimes. Like I actually like meetings most of the time because it's like, oh, I get to talk to people rather than when you're just honed in on your work. It gets gets pretty isolating. Ben, I don't know if you feel that way as much because you work in the dark basement by yourself and you've always done that as long as I've known you. So something makes me think you're okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it's... There is some. I'm definitely pretty focused. I get in a groove and I can let like hours can go by and I don't really notice it. And I like that. I don't like distraction. I really don't like slack. And I mean, obviously, like we work in in a, a company that heavily uses slack because we need to, but it's also extremely distracting. I would prefer like give me silence in a cave and let me do my work. With that said, for myself, it's a big deal if I get out, go for a walk, get outside. It's not necessarily people, obviously. I'm married, I have four kids, I get home and it's wild and crazy. I get some of that and friends too, but like for me, it's the walking away from work for a bit to be outside. That's so regenerating and probably similar to you where you just feel like, man, I'm like, alive again when you're around people. For me, it's like I go outside and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm alive again. Hmm. Do you feel this pressure of like always being on? Like you're getting Slack messages as soon as you wake up in the morning and as late as you going to sleep at night because we are like in this asynchronous world where we have people working all over the world. Is that a pressure that you have and how do you manage that? It's definitely a pressure for me. Part of it is just my role in Cadence like that. i I'm still running a lot of things and making sure a lot of things happen and things happen around the clock. So I have to kind of be on. It's part of the territory that I'm going to get Slack messages at night, especially because we have like a whole, you know, team that works throughout the night on support. So they're going to be messaging, hey, is this a real issue or I need help here or whatever. Some of that is just part of the territory. There is a lot to say about learning how to turn it off and still being available for some of that, but learning how to turn it off and really focus on like who's in front of you. That's a constant challenge. It's not like I figured this out. Like I definitely would say that I think my wife would say I'm pretty good at it. That doesn't mean it's not a struggle sometimes. There's days, everyone has days where you're like, man, this day, man, this day. And then there's a time where you're just like, you know, it, it was a good day and you shut it off and you went home. And that's how it went. So I think some of that is a skill. I think if you have the opportunity to protect yourself, I think that's huge if you can. Depending on your role, if you can shut it off, turn off the notifications, have that timer set or whatever, like I think that's nice. I've heard of people having two different devices, their work device that's connected to Slack and email and notifications, and then their home device that doesn't have any of that. I will say there's a lot to be said for giving yourself 
some headspace before and after work that like a traditional commute would have given people just to finish all those thought loops you had about work and get into the mode of coming home. So like for remote workers, if that means you go for a walk at the end of your day, a 10 minute walk, I just feel like that's a huge thing. For me, I have a short walk to my, my house. I rent a basement out just a few doors down, which that walk is nice, but also just there's a little bit of a routine as I leave of shutting things down and kind of this mental time of a big mental switch that I think is really helpful. Definitely. A lot of what I hear and what I resonate there is it's really important to know yourself, to know how you work, to know what works for you, and to set up work that works around what is important to you rather than trying to shoo yourself into a routine that you might even just be imagining works for a company or works for a client or the shoulds of how you're supposed to work. I think what remote work really does is opens up that opportunity for you to be very intentional in how you design your flow of work and your day. Hannah, do you do you anything to kind of put that put that in perspective? You like the flow of how I work? <clears throat> yeah. The puppy is being really super annoying right now. God, he's got he's chewing on cords. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which is also a huge piece to work in remote. I can't tell you how many meetings we're in and people have their cats walking across the screen. Honestly, working from home has made me think I should really get a cat. I did have a dog who passed away and I really miss her because she was a companion when I worked. But it's funny. People's pets, well, they also can be a distraction. It's just funny. <laughs> He's chewing on a phone case right now, I which is better than chewing on the cord. So that was, I'm sorry, I just didn't want him to die on the podcast. Please leave all of this in the podcast. <laughs> yes, don't, I feel the same. This is so like, perfect for what we're talking do I put him? Do I put him upstairs for this podcast? Nah, he's going to sleep. Me thinking that should be the first thought in my mind that I, maybe I should put him upstairs, but yeah, no. You should get a cat and a dog. Kathy has <laughs> the cutest puppy. Oh my gosh. Milo. I love him. Milo. I don't know him, but I love he him. He is very, very sweet, and he's so funny, and he, um, we play squeaky noises for him on YouTube, and just on the phone, and he just goes, ooh. He's got the cutest Oh my doll. gosh. It is ridiculously cute. I got to get a video of it. But yeah, he's, uh, anyway. <laughs> That's amazing. That's why I was like, hey, Hannah, pitch it to Hannah. Take it away. <laughs> I can't talk about this right now. My dog's trying to kill himself on a cord. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. Um, okay, so workflow for me is definitely an area that I struggle. <laughs> I worked part-time for Cadence for a, a long time, and so it was easy for me to kind of get into a flow because I only had so many hours in the day, and it would be like, oh, I can focus for four hours or whatever. But now that I'm like, okay, eight-hour days, <laughs> it's been harder. And so I've definitely you need a lot more structure. And getting outside, as Ben said, it's been huge. Even just sitting outside and eating lunch and not like eating lunch while I'm working is a big deal. And going for a 10-minute walk or whatever, yeah. just something else to kind of clear your head. Or a lot of times I'll go for even just a 30-minute run to just get some energy out and then come back and be able to focus again. But I'm still working on really finding structure in how I work and in workflow. I've been working remote for eight years, so you would think this would be something that I know how to do, but it takes like constant diligence and just 
trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and what is best for me because for Ben and I it's completely different like he can just lock in and be locked in for hours and my brain doesn't work like that so I actually do much better with distractions that kind of force me to focus like in a coffee shop it forces me to hone in on what I'm doing rather than when I'm at home I'm like staring out the window and I'm like what am I even thinking about Ben and I are just different in that way so different yeah (laughs) that is so wild it's funny I'll move around my house like I can't sit in the same place all day I think every meeting I'm in I'm in a different room in my house or like just different position or I'll like turn my computer a different way so that the sun's hitting me differently or like like I move a lot and that's really helpful for me but for most people it's not that way so I think it's it's important to find what works for you and there's tons of blog posts and things out there so you can learn just different methods but I think for everyone it's going to be different finding a productive workflow that just fits your rhythm but it's funny because for Ben and I it is totally opposite and it always has been yeah that's so interesting I find it just fascinating I guess you use different parts of your brain for different types of work at least that's what I've noticed like I can't write and listen to music but if I'm doing something technical music really helps me sort of getting to know like what tasks you're working on and providing an environment that supports that I find it absolutely fascinating that a coffee shop actually helps you focus more. I've talked to other people who are that way too. Is Hannah frozen for you, Ben? Yeah, she is. Oh, shoot. You're Can you frozen. hear me? I have to do a screen capture of that because you're frozen like you're deep in meditation or prayer. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to send that to you. Oh, gosh, maybe don't. <laughs> I'm going to because it's hilarious. Am I still frozen? No, you're not. Oh, you still are for her? That's funny. She's unfrozen for me now. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious. That's so funny. (laughs) So as we record this podcast, we can see each other, but we'll just like publish the audio. But no, you were like this, Hannah. (laughs) So, you know, and that just meditation is another thing that's really good. Like... Just unplugging for a bit, listening to a good song, or just breathing. My boyfriend's been really into breathing exercises. If you guys have oh, heard yeah? of Wim Hof, yeah, there's like this 10 minute guided breathing exercise that I'll do, and it's actually really nice. It just like clears your system and helps to relax. Does he do the ice bath thing? Um, he doesn't. And actually, I didn't even know that he also did that, but he doesn't in this video. There's like an 11 minute guided video if you Google Wim Hof breathing exercise. You'll love it. Okay, I'll do it. Totally. And you can hold your breath. He he has you hold your breath. And I've never been able to hold my breath for longer than like 30 seconds. I can hold my breath for a minute and a half like when I do these exercises. It's crazy. Cool. All right. Well, that's staying on the podcast too because that's fascinating. I think that's really <laughs> cool stuff. No, because I think breathing is like really – you can either breathe to relax yourself. Like if you breathe in like for four and then you breathe out for eight. Or I think it's like four in – hold it for four and then out for eight and that's like super relaxing and then if you want to increase your energy you breathe in for eight hold I guess for eight and then out for four like really fast and that will like increase your energy so I'm usually trying to calm myself down not that I have any stress in my life or anything yeah no stress yeah no stress it's all good I think that remote working is a positive 
because it is changing the way we think about how we work. Instead of making our lives fit around work, I think work then kind of shifts into a space where it fits around our lives. It creates healthier people, but it has to be a conscious, intentional decision that you have to eventually just make. I love my work, I love how I work, but I also have a life and how does work fit in? If I want to write an email at eight o'clock at night, I can do that, but maybe I want to go out for coffee and sit and just be at 11.30 in the morning. Like those kinds of decisions can work because you're still getting the work done. The effort is still happening, but it's not like this, well, you only work nine to five. Do you find that you guys make decisions about how you balance work or how you fit life and work together? For me, it's so like about my family and interacting with them. It would be different obviously in different situations. I intentionally leave the house so that the kids know like dad's at work, even though I'm like just two doors away. And that helps a lot. When I'm home, I'm home and I'm not off limits or anything like that. Cause for me, it's much more like I have to turn it on and then shut it off as best I can versus like a more fluid, you know, I love the idea. And I think like there will probably come a time in my life where like I could be a lot more fluid. Cause some of my best, frankly, my best working time it's like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I am extremely focused and uh, alert during that time. And right now that doesn't really work because I have to get up at 6 with the baby. So <laughs> I can't really stay up till 2 and work as much as I would like to. But like I could see a point where I would like have a schedule that was very like fluid where I would be like, I'm going to work for four hours tonight. So I'm going to be done after lunch and go ride my bike or whatever. And Yeah, I feel like for me, I've. I've learned to be pretty good at setting boundaries with work. When I was working as a midwife, or when I work as a midwife, there's no such thing as boundaries. I mean, you have your phone on you all the time, and you could get called in at literally any point of any day, no matter what you're doing. And so with this job, I was like, okay, I can set boundaries. And and granted, my role isn't bent, or even yours, Kathy. It's not that it's not important, but it's not quite quite as critical. If something goes wrong, they don't call me, they call one of you. So I feel like it's a bit easier for me to set boundaries, but that is so important, just being able to be now I'm at work and now I'm not. Although I'll take work a lot of places like mechanics or wherever and just in order to do some, bring some normality to the day and make it so it's less like clock in, clock out Now from a managing people perspective or if you're growing a business, say you're a freelancer and all of a sudden now you're going to be hiring people and you're hiring people maybe on the other side of the world or you're hiring somebody in a different time zone. Now you're managing people remotely. Are there specific challenges to managing people, and I guess this question is more for you, Ben, are there challenges in managing people in a remote environment? Yeah, so people don't know this. My role is kind of funky. I don't actually have any management of people, but I lead the team. So there's like direct managers over all the other employees at Cadence. I think it's an area where Cadence is really trying to figure out And for that matter, Stellar as a whole is just trying to figure out how we do a lot of this stuff. Because I think there are a lot of challenges to having remote workers in terms of how do we make work culture work, where people enjoy where they work and they're making friends with their coworkers and they have a sense of belonging and a sense of meaning. And then along with that, like the communication challenges that come and how do we do all this stuff? There's a lot of trust that has to be given from a leader side of like, I'm trusting that you're doing what you can. And that's kind of crucial because if people feel like they're not being trusted, then they're going to find somewhere else to go. Like it's, 
it's the most degrading thing to feel like people love you don't trust you. So there's a lot to it and a lot that we're even trying to figure out as part of a company inside of another company. I did think it was interesting. This got put on my radar today and I'm not on Twitter ever. So it's amazing that I even see this, but Nathan Berry, who runs ConvertKit, posted a thread on different ways in which he helps a remote team. Um, and I thought it was a lot of really interesting stuff. I think one, there's a lot of things there. If you are on a team, having retreats multiple times a year, I think is really crucial. Being able to connect face-to-face. I think asking questions that aren't relevant to work of your employees slash your coworkers, just really engaging with them as people and who they are. There's a lot of stuff that is harder to do, harder to have those conversations in a remote environment where you get on a meeting call and you're meeting about something. And how do you also create some space for small talk and even just what did you do this weekend? And what are you interested in hearing about people's lives? I think it's it's important that we share each other's lives. Like we talk about it, we talk about what's going on, the challenges that we're facing on our own. And so I think there's so much work that we're even trying to figure out. We're a team that went from essentially two to now something like 10 in the last year and a half. And so really trying to think through, okay, what in the next year and a half, are we going to be 20? And how do we create an, a culture, a work culture as remote workers? That's like fun to be in. And so yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out Nathan Berry's tweet and well, his thread on that, because I think it's really interesting. His first idea is an internal podcast, which I think is also really interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we've had comments from some of the support staff that we have that aren't in our core meetings that they listen to this podcast and it helps them feel more connected. So, hi, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That makes me feel happy that we're not only doing this podcast to connect ourselves with the greatest cadence community, but it helps our team too um, understand sort of our philosophy on. And how we're doing things. You touch upon so many different things that resonate with me. Trust, obviously, is incredibly important. You have to have trust, and that trust needs to go both ways. The employer needs to trust the employee that they are doing what they say that they're going to do, but the employee needs to trust the leadership, and communication is a critical part of that. Being able to communicate what the core mission of the team is, who it is that we're trying to serve, and what our values are. And basically by establishing all of those things, that kind of trickles down into all of the touch points that we have with our customers. So it's really important to have that those communication lines open throughout the organization and trust. Um, we're really lucky as a Cadence community because it almost feels a lot of the people in the Cadence community are a part of the organization. Like there's a blurring of lines between people who are working for the company and people who are using Cadence. And then there's all of these power users and people who help other people in the Cadence community. It's something that I value and something that I want to make sure continues. Hannah's a huge part of that, making sure that we understand what our customers are doing, what they're needing, what our power users, the people who are like really building businesses on top of Cadence and what they're doing with the products and what their needs are and helping everybody from the person who's just installed Cadence Blocks for the very first time to the people who have been around since the beginning and making sure that they know that they're valued, that they feel that they're valued, and that there's a level of trust not just within the organization but externally. I think Cadence team is doing, and I've only been around for 
a year here, but I think we're doing a lot of these things right. You guys really set up a foundation for that. So that trust goes throughout the community, not just the organization. So remote work ends up being a marketing thing as well. I think that's a great perspective. I think that's right on. Well, I guess I should ask Ben, you showed our team internally what's happening with Cadence Blocks. And I think a few jaws hit the floor. It's pretty exciting. I'm excited. Do you want to talk about any of it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because I know it's more about like, when is it coming? And like, let's get, get on with this already. We've been talking about this for months. And it's a project that will never end. So it's just, we're, we're making a lot of progress to the point that we can have a little demo and show here's some of the things that we're working on to make this really work right. It's been an incredibly good exercise to sit down with Modern Tribe is an agency that does high-end development stuff. And to sit down with some of their designers and talk through the user interface for Cadence Blocks and how do we make this more intuitive And that's causing so much of like, okay, let's redo how we do all of this while still giving the power of this is a design tool so you can do whatever you want. And so I think it's coming up with some really exciting things. And I think I'm getting more and more excited to see this release go out at the same time, understanding that like, I don't have a, I don't have a date yet. And I wish I did. I wish we were closer. There's still a lot of just things we want to get done. And then this huge rewrite of Cadence Blocks will be able to get to like beta testing. But it is really exciting in terms of just, I think one thing to make clear, this is full backward compatibility. You won't hit any issues with any of your content or anything like that. It's not about a whole bunch of new blocks. It's literally like, how do we make our blocks better and easier to use? And I think we've found some ways to do that to make it a lot more intuitive. It's very exciting. I am thrilled that this is coming out. It is going to make a lot of people's lives very easy. Thank you, everybody out there, for your patience and not pestering us too much about it. It is going to make your lives easier, and it's well. It's going to be worth the wait. So. Don't stop building. Keep building what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. This is just going to come in like ray of sunshine. It's going to be great. We do have an advanced users, a power users course coming up at the end of October. You have to be a Cadence customer or an iThemes member to participate with this, but it's going to be a great course. Ben's going to lead this for a couple of days. Hannah and I will be hanging around in the wings answering questions as well. But we have a great course planned for you. If you are a customer, watch your email for an invite for that. If you are not a customer, now might be the time. Get this in your hands now, and then you can hit the ground running with some power user tips straight from Ben, the founder and lead developer for Cadence. So put that on your radar. It's October 25th and 26th. And with that, I don't know, so many distractions we had, but I think we had a fun episode. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah, It was funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll post yeah. a picture of the puppy as a apology <laughs> for yeah. all of that. Oh my gosh, everyone <laughs> needs to see. He's so cute. He's ridiculously cute. Oh, now now he's now he's quiet. Now it's nap time now that we're done. Oh. Thanks everybody for listening. And if you are not subscribed to the Cadence Beat podcast, please do subscribe. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 